The views and opinions expressed on My Story Living with Lupus podcast are each individual's experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. Welcome back to another episode of My Story, Living with Lupus. I thank you for joining me this Friday, April the 12th, 2019, for another episode. First, we'll be discussing the feds break up a $1.2 billion Medicare orthopedic brace scam. Also, I'll be explaining what NASH, that's right, N-A-S-H, really is, the signs, the symptoms, and treatments. So, you know what to do, that's right. If you're on your way to work, grab your cup of coffee. If you're at home, grab your cup of tea. Justice Department announced charges against 24 people across the U.S., including doctors accused of writing bogus prescriptions for unneeded back, shoulder, wrist, and knee braces. Others charged included owners of call centers, telemedicine firms, and medical equipment companies. The Health and Human Services Inspector General's Office said the fast-moving scam morphed into multi-related schemes fueled by, guess what, kickbacks among the parties involved. The FBI, the IRS, and 17 U.S. Attorney's Offices took part in the crackdown. Arrests were made Tuesday morning. Medicare's anti-fraud unit said it's taking action against 130 
medical equipment companies implicated. They billed the program a total of $1.7 billion, of which more than $900 million was paid out. Telemarketers would reach out to seniors offering free orthopedic braces, also touted through television and radio ads. Beneficiaries who expressed interest would be patched through to call centers involved in the scheme. Officials described an international telemarketing network with call centers in the Philippines and throughout Latin America. The call centers would verify seniors' Medicare coverage and transfer them to telemedicine companies for consultations with doctors. The telemedicine we are talking about is basically a telescam said Gary Cantrell, who oversees the fraud investigations for the HHS Inspector General's office. We are not talking about the use of advanced technology to provide better access to care. The doctors would write prescriptions for orthopedic braces, regardless of whether the patients needed them or not. In some cases, Several braces were prescribed for the same patient. The call centers would collect prescriptions, sell them to medical equipment companies, which would ship the braces to beneficiaries and bill Medicare. Medical equipment companies would get 500 to 900 per brace from Medicare and would pay kickbacks of nearly 300 per brace. The scam was detected last summer, officials stated. Complaints from beneficiaries were pouring into the Medicare fraud hotline, and some consumer news organizations warned seniors. As the investigation progressed, Cantrell stated federal agents gained cooperation from people familiar with the various schemes. Now, I used to own a medical equipment company. And whenever I was approached about doing anything illegal, I would kick you out of my office. For number one, I refuse to sell my soul for a dollar, let alone to cause anguish on someone that could have been my parent. So if you have older individuals, your mom, your dad, your grandparents, Watch over them. Tell them don't give out that information to anyone that calls. I get plenty of calls every day 
from telemarketers wanting to know, am I satisfied with my health insurance? And um, we're offering this, we're offering that. And the first thing that comes out of my mouth, don't you know, it's against HIPAA regulations for you to call and solicit business from patients. Number two, how did you get my information? If you got my information, that meant that someone either in the doctor's office or the hospital is selling my information to you and is lining his or her own pocket. You have to be very careful. If you don't need it, don't get it. Officials said it is one of the biggest frauds the Inspector General Office has seen. Charges were being brought against defendants in California, Florida, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, and Texas. If you can't make an honest dollar, don't do it. Because sooner or later, you will get caught. You can ask any of my ex-patients, any of my ex-clients that I did business with, and when I say clients, I mean doctors. When I conducted business, I conducted business. I treated their patients just like they were a member of my family. And when my parents became ill and we took care of them in the family home, I made sure that they had any type of equipment that the doctor had ordered because I knew what was going to happen. So watch out for your parents. I'll be right back and we'll talk about NASH. Premio Handmade Gemstone Bracelets carries an array of men's and women's bracelets along with a line of lupus awareness and cancer awareness gemstone bracelets. You can follow them on Facebook or visit their store at Etsy.com or their website at www.premiobracelets.com. That's P-R-E-M-I-O-B-R-A-C-E-L-E-T-S. Hi, this is Susan. For my story, Living with Lupus, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other places people like to listen? How do I make money? from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions 
is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors too, so you can get paid to podcast. So, if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm backslash start. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M backslash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm backslash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Did you know that NASH presents a major public health issue? Did you know heptogastroenterologists states they aren't sufficiently aware of therapies in development for treating NASH? Did you know that more than 80% surveyed hepatologists, gastroenterologists diagnose NASH using one of the diagnostic flowchart methods recommended by EASL? Did you know 18% of them use liver biopsy, the gold standard? Did you know that cardiovascular events are the leading cause of death in NASH patients? According to surveyed hepto-gastroenterologists, two priorities in NASH patient support. Number one, to provide them with scientific and medical information on its care options. Number two, to relieve their guilt regarding cirrhosis too often associated with alcohol abuse. By now, you probably guessed when I said cirrhosis, I'm referring to the liver. And you may be still asking, well, I know you're asking, well, what is NASH? NASH is an acronym that stands for non-alcoholic steatohepatitis. It is the most severe form of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and is characterized by the presence of an abnormal accumulation of fat in the liver, which in some individuals can progress to liver cell injury heptocellular ballooning, and inflammation. Heptocellular ballooning and inflammation sometimes 
called necroinflammation are commonly considered as the drivers of disease progression or as the underlying causes of the disease. As NASH evolves over time, it can result in excessive scarring in the liver, which is fibrosis, a natural response to injury which can lead to liver cirrhosis or liver cancer. Some consider this as a modern lifestyle disease. NASH is closely related to the triple epidemic of obesity, prediabetes, and diabetes, and can be defined as the liver manifestation of the metabolic syndrome. It is heavily influenced by lifestyle, chronic excessive calorie intake, sedentary activity, and is distinct from one other fatty liver disease caused by alcohol abuse or medication side effects. Now you know a healthy liver is the most voluminous solid organ in the body. A healthy liver is as red as blood with a smooth surface and it contains 5% or less of fat. Now remember what I just said about a healthy liver. Now Statosis, which is a fatty liver or non-alcoholic hepatic stetosis, is observed in individuals who chronically consume a high caloric diet and or have a sedentary lifestyle in the absence of significant alcohol consumption. Excess calories are stored in liver cells as lipids. The liver contains more than 5% of fat and looks pale and yellow. A person with NASH, a substantial fraction of individuals with Fatty liver develop chronic cell injury by excess lipids. As a consequence, the liver shows inflammation and cell death, which is ballooning, in addition to stetosis. These individuals have NASH. They are also at a higher risk of death from cardiovascular disease. Now, cirrhosis, chronic liver cell damage, results in wound healing and as a consequence, the formation of fibrosis scar tissue, a process called fibrosis. Patients with a strong scar formation 
I call patience at risk of progression because they are in danger of a loss of liver function by excessive fibrosis, a state that is called cirrhosis or stage four fibrosis. Now the outcome, patients with NASH-related cirrhosis are at higher risk of what is called end-stage liver disease, such as loss of liver function, a process called decompensation, liver failure, and heptocellular carcinoma, liver cancer. They are also at a higher risk of death from cardiovascular disease and non-liver cancer. Usually you won't have any signs or symptoms if you have um, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which is NAFLD acronym, or NASH. If you do have symptoms, you may feel tired or have discomfort in the upper right quadrant of your abdomen. No medicines have been approved to treat NAFLD or NASH. However, researchers are studying medicines that may improve these conditions. Actos, a medicine for type 2 diabetes, improves NASH in people who don't have diabetes. Researchers need more information to find out whether this medicine is safe and effective for long-term use in people with NASH. A study by the National Institute of Diabetes and Digestive and Kidney Disease NASH Clinical Research Network found that treatment with vitamin E improved NASH in about half of the people treated. Doctors may recommend vitamin E for people who have NASH and don't have diabetes or cirrhosis, but talk with your doctor before taking vitamin E. For safety reasons, talk with your doctor before using dietary supplements such as vitamins or any complementary or alternative medicines or medical practices. Some herbal remedies can actually damage your liver. But most importantly, doctors are recommending that you lose weight and watch your portion size and basically eat a healthy diet to control NASH. A healthy diet and polyunsaturated fats 
um, found in the greatest amounts in corn, soybean, safflower oils, and many types of nuts. Omega-3 fatty acids are a type of polyunsaturated fat. Sources include oily fish such as salmon, walnuts, and flaxseed oil. Replacing saturated fats and trans fats in your diet with monounsaturated fats and polyunsaturated fats, especially omega-3 fatty acids, may reduce your chance of heart disease if you have N-A-F-L-D. So switch it up. Harvest Aquaponics, planting seeds to grow food and creating opportunities for people and families. You can contact this nonprofit organization at www.abundantharvestaquaponics.org. energy 24 7 you can purchase an autographed copy of his motivational book and you can also purchase the ebook version at writepab247.com that's w-r-i-t-e-p-a-t-h-247.com you can also follow him on instagram at right path 247 If you would like to appear on an episode of My Story Living with Lupus, you can contact us at mystorylivingwithlupus at gmail.com Also visit us on our Instagram page and also our website, My Story Living with Lupus. You know, um, some of you may be wondering why I chose this topic to do today. Well, because Nash is one of my 39 plus underlying conditions. Mine was not due to being overweight, nor was it due to a high caloric diet. Mine was due to lupus attacking my liver. And when I was in the hospital, I said this in previous episodes that the interns swore up and down that I was an alcoholic. And I'm not an alcoholic. I have never consumed any alcoholic beverage in my life. And 
my sister explained that to them. But one persistent intern just kept saying, you don't remember being in the hospital for this condition? And I said, I have never been in the hospital for this condition. And the doctor looked at her. And so she kept on. And I had to put her in her place. Um, I told her not everyone of color that comes through this facility is an alcoholic. Not everyone of color that comes through this facility has had a drink before. So I told her, I suggest that you stop badgering me about being an alcoholic because I am not one. And the doctor told her, after I said that, to just leave the room. So I went back to see my rheumatologist at the time, Patricia Dye. And she was going through um, my chart and seeing where I was in the hospital. And she said, Susan, she said, they have you as an alcoholic. And I know for a fact that you are not an alcoholic. So she got in contact with the doctor and told them they better remove that from my records, that I was an alcoholic. They took it upon themselves to state in my records that I was an alcoholic. Now you see how things can get twisted when you go gun hole at a patient. And I want you to think about this. Think about the patient who is afraid to say something. Who is afraid to let their voice be heard. Who is afraid to stand up for what is right when it comes to your body. You know your body better than they do. And um, I think about all of that. I think about all of it. But things can get twisted. That's why I have said in previous episodes to get a copy of your medical records. They're your records. The actual well, let me put it this way. When I was in the medical field, they had paper charts. Everything was not electronic. And what was combined within that paper chart is yours. You should always have a copy of medical records of yours so you could take if you're referred to another doctor and they said, well, we need the medical records, then all you have to do is say, no, I brought them with me. Take a copy and give me mine back. 
I have done that many a time. But that's why I did an episode on non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and NASH. Yes, I have NASH and I'm not an alcoholic. And um, my liver is extremely scarred. It looks like an individual who has been drinking for years. I hope that you found this episode informative. Hope that you found the information worthy. And hopefully, if your doctor ever states to you that you have fatty liver disease or non-alcoholic liver disease, that it won't take you for a loop. You'll know exactly what they're speaking of. I thank you. I appreciate you for joining me. And I pray that you have a most blessed weekend. Enjoy your family. I'll see you next week for another episode of my story, Living with Lupus. I'm Susan Hendricks. Have a great weekend. The views and opinions expressed on My Story Living with Lupus podcast are each individual's experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having.